Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all groups of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode with one of our guests from the Women Thrive Summit. Today I am interviewing Kay McCready who will be talking about well-being and emotional resilience. I'm excited to have her here today because I think she's going to give us a lot of insights how we can become much more uh, resilient in our everyday lives through well-being. Kay, welcome. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for having me here today, Ramonda. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for connecting me with your audience today. I'm excited. I always say when Kay steps into, at least into our virtual space, she always brings abundance of energy, joy. And if you follow or if you will be becoming follower of Kay, you will see that she uses a lot of yellow color. And for me, that really signifies happiness. And for me, I'm always happy to connect with the UK. And today is really a special treat that our audience gets to get to know a little bit more about you. Yes. And today I'm wearing green <laughs> instead of yellow, but still, I always wear bright colors. And I think that just resembles that life is bright and life's what you make it. So I, I try and wear as many bright colors as I can. Yeah, and your positivity shines through, but I know it wasn't always like that in your life. And I guess we, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I'm yet wearing yellow just to represent you on this podcast today. So for those of you watching, you'll see a bright colors and our smiles. But before we begin, I wanted to give a quick introduction of Kay. So Kay McCready is an emotional resilience coach, trauma practitioner, and 9D breathwork facilitator. And as the founder of Kay McCready Coaching, she's created a transformative platform dedicated to empowering women who weathered life's storms, faced trauma, and navigated adversity. So Kay's mission today is deeply rooted in her belief that every woman possesses an inherent resilience that can be awakened and harnessed for growth. And I truly believe so because I've seen many women who have overcome a lot of life's adversities and today they're still shining and thriving. Kay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction, Raimonda. I'm really happy to be here today to share some of my insights with your audience. So thank yeah. you. What fuels your passion to do the work that you do in supporting others with emotional resilience? For me, it's because I now understand resilience to be something completely different to what I did. I grew up in an environment where I believed resilience was just about regardless of what life challenges come along, you just get back up. You get back up and you get on. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how much you're struggling. It doesn't matter what's going on for you. You don't show any emotion, you just dig deep and you just get on. And that's what I believed resilience was. And then because I was a police officer for 28 years, which I have to say I had an amazing career, 
But in that time again, I came to believe that resilience just about going to the next challenge, facing the next challenge head on, not worrying about how I was feeling, but just continuing every day to show up and give it everything that I possibly could. And sometimes that meant that it took from me and it actually took from me, my mental well, well-being as well. So my interpretation of resilience has changed over the years. And I believe that every single person, if they learn that resilience isn't just about getting up, it isn't just about facing the next challenge and pushing every challenge down and squashing it down and ignoring it and thinking it's going to go away. It's actually about facing those challenges and facing the emotions that come up with those challenges. We, It's all about the way we feel all of the time and about having the ability to tune into how we feel and accept that sometimes that might not be a good feeling, but having strategies in place so that when we feel those things, we can sit with those things, we can feel them, we can allow them to be here and we can process them and then we can move on to the next challenge. So I never had that. I didn't have that in, in my early childhood. I didn't have that emotional awareness. I certainly didn't have it during my place in Korea. And it was only when I faced my own struggles, my own challenges that I had to learn that for myself. And I believe that every single person has that ability in them if they're shown the way. Well, what has helped you discover this work that you're doing today? Because you've had a long career in the police force and, and now you get to do this, which I feel like your life has changed dramatically from where you were before and what you're doing now. So what was the reason or what fueled you to begin this work? As a police officer, you can imagine I've faced lots of challenges, lots of trauma. I've seen other people face challenges and struggles on a daily basis. And those challenges can be quite horrific. And people don't have the coping mechanisms in place to actually deal with those. I never had a lesson at school as to how to deal with my emotions, how to feel things, how to process those things and know that it's actually okay. I never had that lesson and I don't know anybody who did have that lesson. So when I came to face my own challenges, my own personal struggles, my own challenges in life, then I didn't have the ability at all to, to deal with those. I did what I'd always done. I'd always squashed everything down, pushed everything to one side. And I came to a point where it actually broke me for quite a long time. So for 10 years, I struggled with mental health problems while still getting up and going to work every day and still helping other people every day and still put myself out there to face more and more challenges. So there became a point where I knew to do something different. I knew that I had to find some different ways. I knew that I had to start looking after myself before I started looking after other people because I never looked after myself. My well-being, I didn't really have any well-being. I would get up, go to work, look after my children, go back to work the next day. And that was just on repeat. And I didn't have the time to 
after myself or do anything for myself. I didn't make me a priority. When I eventually got to the point where I struggled and I couldn't cope anymore, then I didn't have anything in place. I wasn't resilient. I wasn't resilient like I thought I was by just getting back up and going to work every day because emotionally I wasn't resilient. I didn't have any well-being strategy in place. I didn't do anything for myself. I didn't get up every day and get myself into alignment with my own energy and, and get myself mentally in a good place before I went to work like I do now. So I had to start to look at ways that I could change. And I remember there was a course came up at work for life coaching and I decided that that was something I was going to do. So I originally became a coach through the organization and I started coaching police officers initially. So I was actually helping other people in the organization, not just members of the public, but colleagues as well, to look at their well-being and look at their lifestyle and putting strategies and techniques in place for them that I knew that worked for me. And that's how my coaching career began, really. Yeah. What happens when people are not taking the time to look into within themselves and really address uh, some of this emotional well-being as well as resilience? How does it manifest when people don't have that backbone strength in it? It can manifest in lots of ways. It can manifest as illnesses. I myself went to the doctors for many, many years having problems with my stomach, with indigestion, with different pains around my digestive system. That's how it manifests. When we're not dealing with our stress, it manifests physically. It manifests digestion problems, can be headaches, can be lots of different physical symptoms. And I've experienced them all. And when I see my clients come to me, they're not sleeping properly. They're not eating properly. They're not doing anything for themselves. They're just working constantly. And what happens is they get to a point where they reach burnout because they're doing everything for everybody else and nothing for themselves. And when you're showing up in your business every day, when you're emotionally not in a good place, then you're unable to deal with the challenges. You're unable to deal with the stresses because with business, there are always challenges. There are always stresses. There's always something around the corner that's going to test you. But if you're not in a good place emotionally, if you're not looking after your own well-being, then you're not going to be able to deal with those challenges very well. Yes, I can. I've met many people that when they are faced with challenges, it manifests in a physical way. And I feel like a lot of people wait for something quite drastic to happen in order to start addressing it. And I just want to say it does not have to get to that place where you're literally falling apart or your health starts to deteriorate in order for you to start addressing. So I know, okay, you offer quite a few ways to support people in their journey. So, and that again, does not mean people have gotten to the last resort to start looking after themselves because you do some of this work regularly. Tell me some of the things that you implement into your practice, into your work to support people right now. Yeah, when I originally work with people, I always start from the very beginning and I always get them to look at their diet, their exercise, what they're doing for themselves, how they're sleeping, 
And I get people to check on a regular basis with how they're actually feeling because quite often we go about our day and we're not even aware most of the time of the thoughts we're thinking or how we're feeling. We're just on autopilot because we've got schedules, we've got clients to work with, we've got lots of things going on in our business. And our head is normally in that space of doing, doing, doing all the time. What I always get my clients to do is check in three times a day. So check in three times a day. How are you feeling on a scale of one to 10? One being not very good, 10 being amazing. But then ask yourself why. Like what were you doing prior to the check-in? Is it something that you're doing at work that doesn't align energetically with it with you? Is it a meeting that you going to with somebody who drains your energy, really checking in with how you're feeling and the reasons why you're feeling like that. And then at the end of the week, they're normally quite amazed because then they come up with patterns of behavior that they're doing that are having an effect on how they're actually feeling. And then we can look at, well, what things can you change so that you're actually doing things that make you feel good every day? And it's quite often a really difficult thing for people to actually tune in three times a day, but it's really, really powerful. Yeah. And tell me a little bit more about the 9D breath work that you do with your clients. Yeah. So the, the 9D breath work is just incredible. I remember when I first started doing breath work myself. It was the only thing that could ever get all of that busyness out of my head, get all of the thoughts out of my head, all of the voluntary thoughts in my head. And I started off just doing normal breath work, so conscious connected breathing. So it might be that I was breathing in for a count of four, then holding for seven, and then releasing for eight. And what that does, even just that simple process of four, seven, eight, it helps to regulate your nervous system. But the 9D breath work is completely different. The 9D breath work, you have a headset on, which has got full surround sound. And within that, you have got binaural beats. You've got vocal coaching. You've got 432 hertz. You've got hypnosis. There are so many different elements going around your head whilst you're doing the conscious connected breathing. And what that does is it allows us to access the subconscious mind where our old patterns, all our old beliefs are stored in there and it allows us to change some of them. And the releases that people get, the emotional releases are incredible because our body keeps the score. Whatever's going on for us energetically, our body keeps the score and people are able to release that emotion that they've probably held on to for a long time is so, so rewarding, so impactful. Yeah, I feel like when we're carrying those blocked emotions inside of us or things that we haven't dealt with, sometimes it's a matter of a small thing that breaks, as I say, breaks the camel's back, right? We've been building it up, building it up, carrying all this unresolved trauma, unresolved emotion, and then one thing snaps and then we break down. What would you say people could do to avoid situations like that? I think it's really important to actually start to tune into your body and to acknowledge what's going on for you and to know that it actually is okay to feel, to connect with your body and feel because lots of people develop patterns of disconnection 
they disconnect from the body, they disconnect from life to as a coping mechanism because that's the only way they know how to deal with whatever's going on for them. But actually, if you start to connect with your body and start to accept and feel what's going on for you and then change those thought processes, because I believed if I actually felt those things that they would break me, that I couldn't handle them, that they would be too much and I wouldn't be able to deal with those. But actually, that's not true. We are able to sit with our emotions. We are able to sit with our feelings. We can sit there, acknowledge them without judgment, allow them to be. And once you're able to do that, you can then start to harness the positive emotions as well as deal with those really negative emotions. So just check in with yourself, allow yourself that space to start connecting with your own body. It's so true. We try to avoid feeling because a lot of the times it's too hard. Um, I'm sure many people who have been through difficult things who have not dealt with it, it's just that avoidance. Like I don't have to think about this right now. I don't have to deal with it. When something, when let's say we face loss of our loved ones and then some people right go back to work and don't take the time to deal with the situation, we feel like, okay, I'm just not ready to deal with it. But then it builds, it builds, it builds. And it, it's not good for us, for our health. How could you support someone who perhaps is avoiding and too scared or too afraid to face those deeper and more difficult emotions that are building up inside of them? What's really important is to know that I used to be exactly like that. I used to be that person who avoided feeling my emotions, who believed that they were too much for me, who believed that they would break me. But I'm now a living example that once you start to face those emotions and process those emotions and change your beliefs around those and start taking care of you, yourself, your own well-being, doing things for you that you love every day, that light you up, and start living a life for you and actually processing some of those emotions that we hold on to, the guilt, the resentment, the anger, the frustration. And when we start to deal with those, life gets so much easier. And I want to be that support for the people because I've been there. I want to be the guiding light for the people who might be in that place right now to know that it is possible and it doesn't have to be as difficult as you might think so right now. Yeah, and I know you've been through a fair share of your own struggles and challenges along the way. But it just, I believe it takes so much courage to face yourself and to face your healing. And I know healing is an ever evolving journey for a lot of people that you feel like you've just overcome one challenge. Now I have to face myself again. Do you feel like you have had to do a lot of healing to be where you are today? Yes, absolutely. I would say my healing started 10 years ago, so it's taken me 10 years, but I didn't really have any support very early on. I had to do a lot of the work myself and find the different techniques, the strategies, become educated, become qualified. And that's why I do what I do, because hopefully I can shorten that gap for other people. Um, I think we're always healing. There'll always be another challenge that comes along, whether that be in your personal life, whether it be in your business life. When you're emotionally resilient, 
you can face those challenges a lot better. You can deal with things that perhaps you couldn't deal with if you weren't resilient, you hadn't built that resilience through your own well-being. So yes, I think it's really, really important to to continue to grow, to continue to heal and wait for the next challenge. When you worked with some of your clients, how do you feel like their life have transformed as a result of now having the support within themselves? A lot of the times we look for answers and support from those around us, but I feel like the work that you do really gets to the core of people becoming strong within themselves and not in a way that's strong, hey, I've got this, and but actually real strength that allows them to be able to hold space for themselves and others in their resilience. I have a really good example, actually, a, a client of mine who I've just finished working with who allowed me to share um, on my social media. And she recently lost her husband. And we'd already done some work together previous to that. We'd done some energy work together, but she came to me because she was really struggling with how uh, to process that, how to feel those emotions, how to deal with those because she was doing what most people do and they just carry on. But they know deep down that they have some emotional struggles in there and that they don't know what to do with them. She came to me and she got really uncomfortable and she knew that she was going to get really uncomfortable. She knew that there was going to be some times during our coaching sessions where there was silence because she didn't know what to say. It was really uncomfortable. She didn't know how to feel, but she knew that she was going to do that. Not only that, she was then able to make some changes in her own business because she has her own business that she'd been struggling with prior to her husband passing away. But since our coaching together, she's transformed her business. She's now got a really successful business and she's able to be kind to herself and accept that her husband's no longer here, but she can still carry on with his legacy in her business. And it's just been so rewarding to see her make those changes. Yes, she got uncomfortable. Yes, it was a lot of hard work. But now she's flying. Yeah. It's just so, so rewarding. Amazing. I think just having that strength from within, it's, it's sometimes it's hard when you're dealing with emotional struggles and struggles what you just mentioned about your client. To say it's hard to even sit within yourself and face it because you're not able to. And it really takes, I believe personally, that it takes growth and it takes steady work to get there and being able to look within yourself and face yourself a lot of the times to start to accept what happened or just start to clear some of this past trauma and go about it differently. Yeah, absolutely. And what I would say is not everybody, not everybody knows that they might have faced a trauma. Trauma is how our body responds to a situation. It's not specifically the situation, it's how our body responds to that. And sometimes our body closes down because we haven't got those coping mechanisms in place. And People often come to me and say, oh, I haven't had a bad childhood. I've had a really good life and I haven't got any trauma. 
where in actual fact they have got trauma, they're just they're just unaware because trauma has been labelled as a specific incident in the past. But I believe that so many of us hold trauma, so many of us don't know how to process our emotions because we've never been shown. And what I hope to do is be the change in that so that people are more open to feeling emotions, to talking about their emotions, to expressing their emotions and being emotionally resilient so that they can continue to, to have amazing lives even after life's biggest challenges. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, thank you so much for sharing your insights, your experience with us today. And I really hope that those who perhaps need or want to delve into this kind of work will be able to get in touch with you. What's the best way to connect with you, Kay? The best way to connect with me is on either of the social media platforms. I'm predominantly on Facebook. I do have an Instagram account and LinkedIn, but my main platform is Facebook. So anybody can just reach out to me on there. And um, just send me a private message. Beautiful. Okay, you're also part of the Women Thrive Summit in March. Uh, what are you going to be sharing during the summit? Yes, I am. And I'm really, really excited for that. During the summit, I am going to be sharing some um, insight on emotional resilience. So when I said to you earlier on in our discussion about how um, I never had that lesson in school, about how to deal with my emotions. Well, that's what I'm going to be bringing to the Thrive Summit so people will hopefully get that lesson that they never got in school. Oh, love that, love that. And I think there are so many diverse topics that are going to be covered during the week of the summit. So for those of you who may be listening and hearing about our upcoming summit for the first time, we host an annual Women Thrive Summit, which happens third week of March. And this is where we highlight 50 plus speakers on our stage from various areas of life and expertise, business women who have overcome adversity, trauma, who have businesses that are able to support other female entrepreneurs, business owners, and just those who are interested in personal development. So during the week of the summit, we cover topics on personal development, growth, uh, visibility, authority building, as well as business strategy. But there are also many topics that are focused on personal development, healing, and inner work. So I hope you get to join us third week of March. That is head over to womenthrivesummit.com and register for your free spot. And of course, you'll get to connect with Kay and perhaps find some of her goodies that she will be offering during the week of the summit, Kay. It was beautiful to connect with you today, Kay, and I hope that this episode supports our audience. Any last parting thoughts before we sign out? I would just like to say thank you again for this opportunity. And yeah, I'll see you all in the summit. Yes. Show notes will have all the information you need to connect with Kay. Head over to her social media, stalk her on her website and all the amazing things that she is doing. And yeah, check out, I just love Kay's energy and just bright posts, encouraging posts that she shares on a daily basis. So do make sure you become a regular follower of Kay McCready and connect with her. Let her know that you have listened to this podcast episode and you never know, she might be able to support you in your own journey of emotional resilience. Thank you all so much and we look forward to seeing you on another episode. Take care for now. Bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.